0: Welcome back to Showrunners presented by Sidious Mag. Today we're talking about Jojo Rabbit with Ben Rosario. Jo- ben, thanks for being here.
1: This is my second time on the show, Scott. I'm so excited. Thank you for having me again. Even, great, though yeah. I, even though I wanted to
0: do this one. Yeah, you came to me and said, hey, let's do Jojo. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. We both love this movie. Yes. How many times have you seen this movie? I watched it again last night. That was number four. I've watched it number four, four times. It's a good movie.
1: It's a great rewatch. It's, it's so wonderful for reasons I'm sure we're going to get into, but one of which is that you can watch it over and over again and keep finding new things, and that's really cool. Mm-hmm.
0: So when you, uh, are there any other reasons you kind of picked this movie? Like why, What makes you so interested in talking about this one in particular?
1: <clears throat> well, I'm always interested in talking about movies that I just think are so great, and I'm so confident that everybody would love them, and yet I think not enough people have watched them. You know, it's one Mm -hmm. thing to talk about. I think you did Top Gun. Everybody's seen Top Gun, right? Um, But it's another to do a movie like this that I'm just, I know they would like it if they watch it. And I think, and maybe we can get into it. I think there's various reasons they don't. One of which is probably the the, um, subject matter. But I'm telling you, it's not what you think. It's so good and it's so well done. And actually, it's very deep. Uh, It's a great, it's a great film.
0: Yeah, that was one of the my first notes was describing the premise to someone who hasn't seen it is really weird. Like I was doing this with my mom the other day. We were talking about movies, and I said, "Oh, you should watch Jojo Rabbit. It's really good." She said, "Okay, what's it about?" And I said, "Okay, stay with me. Yeah. It's about this child Nazi whose best friend is an imaginary Hitler, but I promise it's funny. Like yeah. it's hard to get past that. It's a weird premise to explain in fifteen seconds."
1: Well, I think there's a lot of people that get triggered, and they and they don't they want to they don't think that it's right they think it's somehow uh, politically incorrect or, or ethically uh unacceptable to have anything comedic uh to do with hitler but when you watch and i even thought that actually that was part of my um hesitation in watching this film but when you watch it you realize oh no it's actually super deep and mm-hmm. it's really shining a light on a whole bunch of things that you may not have actually thought about uh, that went on during the war in Nazi Germany.
0: Yeah, it's, I mean, I think it's probably one of the smartest movies I've seen in quite a while. Um, and smart in a, like, kind of understated way where it's not overtly coming out and trying to say something. These messages are wrapped in comedy and a, like a, an interesting story.
1: Correct, you have to think of it in your mind. It's, it's, it's like reading a good piece of um, uh, literary fiction. You're, mm-hmm. you're like, it, it doesn't take you terribly long, but but, after a few scenes with quote-unquote imaginary hitler you realize oh yes this is not hitler at all they're not yeah. this is not adolf hitler this is a boy's imagination it, it's his imaginary friend who is adolf hitler because of the propaganda that he's been given as a young boy so it mm-hmm. right away you're like oh i get it this is deep i gotta settle in and i gotta really watch this thing
0: yeah um so I think with that, we well, let's dive into some of the details of the movie, and then we'll, uh, we can talk a little bit more about it and then go to the, the categories. Um, so this movie is written and directed by Taika Waititi. He also plays Hitler in the movie. Uh, it's based on a book called Caging Skies. Um, the plot, it's about a boy named Johannes Belzer, who um, is a member of the Nazi youth. He discovers his mother is hiding a Jewish girl in their attic. And he's forced to question his beliefs while dealing with his imaginary friend Hitler. Uh, it stars Sam Rockwell, Scarlett Johansson, Rebel Wilson, and Stephen Merchant, as well as uh, the two child actors um, who you won't know their names, but uh, they're both very, very—they're all very, very good.
1: They're great. Um,
0: had a budget of fourteen million dollars, made ninety million dollars at the box office, and it was nominated for six Academy Awards: Best Picture, Best Supporting Actress. It won for adapted screenplay. Uh, production design, film editing, and costume design. So, well-received movie. It's only got 79% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is absurd. Absurd. Um, Yeah, movie, that means nothing anymore. Um, And it's really, I don't know, I thought it was a really, uh, just one of the most kind of well-crafted movies, and not just on the first watch, but the second, the more times you go through it, you pick things up, I think most notably with Sam Rockwell's performance.
1: Yeah, if you want to start with Sam Rockwell, I'm all for it. That was Let's one of my. It. That's one of my first notes last night when watching again. Was I just I like him anyway, but God, I loved him in this movie. He was yeah. so wonderful. And are we allowed to do the spoilers in this? Yeah, or no, uh, we are. So yeah, we're yeah. assuming you've watched it. So mm-hmm. when you watch it the first time, his character is really pivotal because you think he's a Nazi. You think yeah. he's a bad guy. And th- that causes some really tense scenes uh, throughout the movie. And you eventually learn, not until very late in the movie, that he's actually a good guy. Uh, because he has this really amazing scene with uh, the young girl who is a Jew who's been hiding in, uh, in the walls, in the boy's house. Um, and the Gestapo is in the house uh, questioning her. She is acting as if she's JoJo's sister who's actually passed away um, and he makes sure that he gets the uh, birth certificate or the ID badge or whatever you call it uh, from her and uh, basically lies to the Gestapo and and, and, um, he how would you say he um, he says oh yes this is all correct even though he knows that it's not and that's when you realize that he's a good guy Um, but then you go back and watch it the second time knowing that he's a good guy and it doesn't make the performance any less good because he does it so well and he has the right amount of uh, comedy with depth. It's just, I don't know. It's just an awesome performance.
0: Yeah. So I was wondering, do we think he's actually like a good person? Because at the end of the day, he did rise high in the Nazi ranks. Like that's an... You know, in the very first time we see him, he's saying how he was in the front lines, but he hurt himself, he got was hurt, and now he's basically running the Nazi youth camp. But at the same time, like, he's almost the most interesting character because he's not a good guy in the sense. Like, he succeeded in a very, very corrupt organization, rose very high in the ranks. But he's also not a bad guy. Like, he looks after Jojo, he saves his life, he saves the girl's life he's the most complex ethically character, I think, in the, in the whole movie.
1: Yeah, there's two things that I took away from the movie. I've taken a lot of things away since. But the first time, there was two big things I took away. One was um, Scarlett Johansson's character. just It just hit me in the face like, oh, yeah, even though Germany – as a country did terrible things and Hitler was terrible, of course there were tons of people in Germany that thought he was crazy and thought that this was horrible and wanted to help people and did help people. And you just don't realize that you just don't think about it. Uh, And then the second one was of course, Rockwell's character where you realize, Oh, wait a minute. Not only were there civilians that thought this was wrong, but there were soldiers that thought this was wrong. And that's really tough. And to answer your question, I saw him as a soldier, like has happened many times in the United States, right? Vietnam and other, other wars where, Hey, look, they're a soldier and they're going to be a really good soldier and they're going to do a great job and they're going to do what they're told because that's how they're, that's how they're made. You know, that's how, that's, that's how, that's how they're, that's how they're, um, um, uh, taught, but that doesn't mean you necessarily have to agree with everything. And then Mm -hmm. once he was put in a position where he was able to do some good, uh, he did as much good as he could given the situation. So I think he was a good guy at heart, but I think he was also a good soldier and that's very conflicting. And I think you're right to point that out. It's not easy. It's not black and white.
0: Yeah. I think like sort of in an alternate universe where he's not hurt and he still gets to be on the front lines and doing soldier things. I don't necessarily think those like little moments of heroism would have ever happened for him. Yeah. I think he lost his enthusiasm and he was forced to kind of like take stock and look at what he was doing. And we all end up, it's not overtly said, but it's very clear that he's, he's gay. Yeah. And uh, I think he's like, at some point you have to be like, well, this regime actually is oppressing me as well. Not to the same extent as they're oppressing Jews or all the other um, social groups that they, they put their thumb on. But, um, and he's like, this is bullshit. Like I'm going to, carry out my job apathetically and in these a couple little instances where he's a shot to be heroic he comes through um so yeah and the the, you know you mentioned the papers thing and then at the very end that scene where jojo kind of follows him into that basically where the u.s soldiers have rounded up the nazis and have taken him into a little courtyard i mean you you figured out what's going to happen before jojo does and you're like fuck because this movie they did they kill Scarlett Johansson two thirds of the way through and it's like a gut punch. And you're like, they're not going to do it again. They're not going to do it again. And Sam Rockwell, he's like the one saving grace. Um, The one thing that saves Jojo at the very end there.
1: Yeah. It's super powerful. And, uh, and of course, then you hear the gunshots around the corner, which I think you're to, I think you're to take from that, that he was shot right after the seconds after that, that heroic act. And it's another gut punch, but then you see the little boy running home and it's all worth it. And it's really powerful.
0: I almost kind of thought, he sam rockwell was resigned had been resigned to the fact that he was gonna die in the war a long time ago i thought he and he kind of almost looked at it as a way out because he was this gay soldier who had lost any interest in being a nazi anymore just wanted to kind of like hang out with his boyfriend
1: totally yeah i I think i think you see that second third fourth time through (laughs) you kind of you kind of get it and uh yeah, because he was taking a chance, even in even in the house, you know, when the Gestapo were there. I mean, if they had caught on to what he was doing in that room, he would have been shot on the spot, you know. So he was um, he was resigned to do what he could the rest of his life, which he did not think was going to be terribly long. I don't think.
0: Yeah. I mean, he was you know complex ethically, but I don't think he was stupid by any means. No. 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 Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's uh, let's get into the winner the categories, and I think we'll talk about a bunch of stuff uh, in that. So. Winners. Why don't you go first? What do you got for the winners?
1: Well, okay. I'm going to do, I hate it. I, I, we practiced this beforehand. Say, say his name again. Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi. I mean, huge. Yeah, I mean, huge just winner. a huge breakout. I didn't know anything about him before this. And now I just think he's absolutely brilliant uh, to create this movie and then star in it and have the balls to play Hitler um, <laughs> and to just nail every scene he was in comedically in a way that I think is just uh it's it's high level acting. Uh I he's the winner. Yes. I walk yeah. away thinking, I want to see this guy again. When's he doing something? I want to watch it.
0: Yeah, or going back and just watching his whole filmography at this yeah. point. Like Yeah, he's so I just want to see
1: everything that this guy does. Mm-hmm. Um He was a winner. Am I supposed to say more winners or do I just Just start?
0: Yeah. Just things you liked about the movie.
1: Okay. So more winners. I thought that uh, Scarlett Johansson was great because you and I were talking about this uh, off air, if you will. It was a reminder that she's a great actor or a great Mm -hmm. actress, whatever you want to say. She is, uh, this is how she started out doing these films that were kind of indie and a little bit off the beaten path. And she was wonderful in them. And then she became such a big star that she started doing some of the blockbuster films and the, um, you know, big Hollywood action type movies. And, you know, those are fine. But now she comes back to this and you realize you're just hitting the face with her again, like, oh my gosh, she's amazing. And I'm so glad that I don't know how much it costs to get her, but I thought thought it was a great move because that role I thought ended up being very, very important. And of course could have been played by lesser uh, actors, but I thought, you needed her. She, did, she was wonderful. She won. She, she won me back over. Not that I ever really <laughs> lost interest in Scarlett Johansson, but uh, I'm back on the, on the bandwagon in a big way.
0: Absolutely. I mean, Those I think, are the
1: two that come to mind first, besides Rockwell, who we already talked about. And, oh, and the, the kids.
0: The kids. The, the kids, kids act, are great. The actors are so good. They're wonderful. Um, you got JoJo, uh, Alfie, and Elsa, and they're, they go three for three on kid actors. What, what movie's ever gone three for three? Who's who this thing? No, oh, Yoki. Yoki. Yoki, Yorkie, sorry. Yoki, yeah. Sorry, no, it's it's Yorkie.
1: No, it's Yoki, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna look it up on Wikipedia while we're talking or okay. IMDb. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, sorry, Alfie was the is the actor who played um, same way boyfriend. I was oh, I was I looking him gotcha. up earlier. Yeah. Um, but yeah, three for three on kid actors. Who, who is, is not
1: a little boy, by the way? No, he's not. He's a <laughs> he's a, a, <laughs> a, a full grown man.
0: Yeah, he plays Jen Gayjoy in uh, Game of Thrones for Game of Thrones fans out there. Um yeah I thought those ones we talked about some uh really good ones there. Uh I thought they do this thing a couple of times where they do um like they they list Oh you're these,
1: right it's Yorkie but the way he Yorkie. says it it sounds like Yoki to me. Anyway, yeah, go he's ahead. got a
0: german accent but I think the kid's actually Irish or British. But yeah. um they do this thing a couple of times in the movie where they list all the attributes of um germans and then they list the attributes of jews and they're actually not that far off like in both the the description of germans and jews they're both described as snakes as having the qualities of a snake um whether that's the bravery or the slimy attitude or whatever but they do this thing where um and they do it a number of times where the descriptions of jews which are supposed to be derogatory and the descriptions of germans which are supposed to be like valiant are actually the same, like both Jews and Hitler are supposed to have mind control in um, in JoJo's like imagination basically. Um, and you can just see like the way that the propaganda phrase, as soon as you think a little bit harder about it, um, as opposed to maybe the way JoJo thinks about it, where he's like, this information that he's being told is just gospel. Why would he even question it? But when it's put up against that mirror of the way the Jews are described versus the way the Germans are described, it's actually there's almost no difference.
1: Yeah, brilliant. How about the way that they the way that they um, hit you with the ridiculousness of propaganda through Yorkie is so awesome. Mm-hmm. Like when he says, "I saw a Jew." I didn't really get what all the fuss was about. Yeah. That's fucking hilarious. Excuse yeah. me. I mean, that is so, that's such a brilliant line. I didn't get what all the fuss was about because it's so simple, but it's so true. You've, you've built these people up to be so terrible and, you, and you've taught these kids that these people are evil and they're like snakes and, you know, they're going to control your mind and they're going to sleep with your dogs and all this crazy stuff. And then you see them, they look just like you and they're just totally regular person which is yeah. just, it's such a great, this is such a simple way to say what is wrong with any kind of racism or any kind of prejudice. It's so absurd. Uh, and it just, it, it outlines that absurdity in such a, such a, I don't know if you can say fun way, but such a cute way. I mean, that, through this kid's eyes, it's so brilliant.
0: Yeah, and this movie really doesn't work unless it's young kids. Because yeah. the kids, they have to be gullible enough to believe the propaganda, but haven't heard it so much where they're entrenched in their views. Yeah. You know, like even JoJo, who says he's a Nazi for 90% of the movie, he gives it up. Yeah. Which it's really hard to imagine a 16 year old or yeah. an 18 year old or a 24 year old doing it. So it really has to be like 10 year olds.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah. Com- compare that, compare his moment of truth. Where he um, hides the girl, right, mm-hmm. little Jew girl in the wall, as he calls yeah. her at one point. Um, that's not as offensive as it sounds when you watch the movie. Yeah. Um, but compare that moment of truth with Rolf from *Sound of Music*, when he's, you know, to your point, sixteen, seventeen, um, confronted with the opportunity to either give up um, the Von Trapp family or or let them or help them leave and escape, and he does a little bit of both. He gives them about two seconds, but then he blows the whistle ultimately and uh, and and calls them out. And I think that's those six years are huge.
0: Yeah, hes in, he's indoctrinated in sound. He, music. he can't
1: he can't he can't go against them at that point. He's mm-hmm. been brainwashed to a point that there's the, the to the point of no return.
0: Yeah, and Scarlett Johansson's character does a really good job of kind of highlighting that that like she knows JoJo's in there. Yeah. But he's just been told this shit and what she's supposed to say, like she can't have her 10-year-old son being like an anti-nazi a- activist like he'll he and the whole family will be in trouble yeah um and having those kids who are like the symbol of like innocence really and like not just innocence but sort of like a moldable innocence where they could be taken sort of by this propaganda or confronted with sort of love and um acceptance be molded into this like what they what um jojo ends up being which is like a um, someone who's very, very much trying to stick up for the person that he's fallen in love with, even though she's his sworn enemy, quote unquote, um, yeah. the Jew. Yeah. Yeah.
1: When he calls her his girlfriend, she's ba- yeah. basically <laughs> my girlfriend. That's just so great. Um, and I, you're, you're another- the-
0: oh, that's so great, man. you
1: yeah. have a girlfriend. That's so great. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, there- another winning thing here is there's this movie that is so funny and it is a satire but it also pulls off these powerful moments. I've I, I, I mentioned a, a bunch of her. I wrote, wrote down a few of them. They're just so incredibly powerful. Um, I Oh, I had the first one. You, you reminded me of it when you were talking about JoJo and, and his mom. How powerful is that moment when he yells at her, they talk about him missing his dad, and then she puts the... Uh, soot on her face as if it's a beard and acts like she's his dad and uh, you know, her husband, that's a powerful moment.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And she does both sides of the conversation.
1: Yeah. 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 It's super cool because I think you can tell that she's angry sort of, but she's also emotional and she's writing that line and she's just being an amazing parent and she's diffusing a situation where she could have been really angry um but she she diffused it and she used it as a learning opportunity for him it was a cool parenting moment you're not a parent yet no but i'm a parent and it was a great parenting moment cuz those things are tough and uh and she she crushed that moment it was very well written
0: yeah i mean she's like a truly wonderful parent um yeah. to like she never crushes um his like dream he's so into basically being a nazi and she realizes he's a 10 year old like he's gonna be into these weird things um like the same way a lot of kids are into star wars or memorizing baseball but she also never agrees with him yeah. she's yeah. never like encourages or endorses his beliefs um and they're t- there she's like her, on all likelihood her husband is dead yeah. he's gone we'll never see him again and she's just doing the best she can and she does an amazing job as a parent it's like a wonderful thing to watch
1: yeah and she and yet she still is fighting against um i mean she's a rebel basically you know she's Mm -hmm. she's fighting against her her own country behind the scenes trying to um free germany and and ends up being killed for it um so it's even though she puts her boy first she doesn't um she doesn't stop fighting for what's right. I mean, she tries to do both. Ultimately it didn't uh, work, but, but you could also say that it did because people like her. And that's, again, this is the thing you get hit in the face with is part of the reason Germany lost is because they didn't brainwash everyone. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. they didn't, they didn't have full support uh, in Germany um, or, or in the countries that they, they, they conquered. Um, they did, they did meet with resistance and those people were important. Every one of those people.
0: Yeah. Uh, and speaking of when she's killed, well, I think uh, we talked about this before, but uh, before we got on, I mean, um, that scene where Jojo finds his mother hanging in a square. Oh, yeah. That is, it's so emotional. It's such yeah. a gut punch every time you watch it. Yep. And it's very Coen Brothers-esque where they don't show you her bloated face or her broken neck or anything like that. They just show you her shoes and you know you're like oh shit yeah oh not again you know like even the second or third time you've watched you're like oh fuck yeah fucking hung um yeah it just has never not made me sad
1: yeah it's really amazing we were talking about this how you know there's these movies that are either satires or maybe dark comedies um and i think i love the movie fargo but when you watch Fargo over and over and over again, eventually you're kind of numb to the violence and you're numb to some of the killing that happens and the shootings and they almost become funny and maybe you feel a little bit bad about that. But in this movie, that scene is always powerful, man. It's always Mm -hmm. powerful. And the scene where uh, the Gestapo come to the house and they're questioning the girl, I mean, that's tense and that remains tense. It's crazy that it remains tense even though you know that it's gonna be okay. and yet that scene is so, it's such a microcosm of the movie because as tense and powerful as that scene is, Stephen Merchant is also hilarious yep. Yep. the yeah. entire time. I don't know how they pulled this off.
0: He's a, like, yeah, I mean, he's a wonderful actor. Like, that was great. He's yeah. both, like, laugh out loud funny and it's like, oh no, oh no, they're going to wipe out this family. Like, he's yeah. the worst person.
1: Yeah. But
0: he's, like, riding that tiny little, like, thin line, that knife blade and just sort of, like, walking the tightrope. It's great
1: yeah he's a he's a scene stealer that those few minutes that he's in the movie there are just you cannot take your eyes off him he's just cr- you want him to say more you're like oh yeah. please say something else because i know it'll be yeah. funny because everything yeah. you've said so far is just absolutely hilarious um when they do I'm heil hitler, hitler
0: for like five minutes oh they that's all have to heil hitler each other
1: <laughs> and then he describes it they ask well what are you doing <laughs> oh i was just heil hitlering so and so and then i was yeah. just heil oh that that's so funny yeah, yeah that's that's really good so many so many awesome things.
0: Yeah, um, I think that might be it for things that I really wanted to hit um, on the winners other than the last scene. It's so cute when they come out of the door and it turns out the Americans have won and they, they just dance. There's no music playing, but they dance together and you get this feeling that maybe they'll be okay. But yeah.
1: It, that, that is a cute scene. I have, I have a question about that scene. So before that you're kind of angry with JoJo right that he says that that he tells her that the Germans won why would he do that cuz he's 10 Okay fair
0: so I think, I think you're disappointed in him because in some ways he's grown up but in other ways like he's not there yet Yeah he wants he knows that if he if he um if he tells her that the Germans have won she has to stay in the closet with him Yeah but if he tells her the Americans have won She's gonna She's leave. Free. So that's
1: why, it's not because he has any, yeah. any. he's not trying to make her mad. He he wants to keep her.
0: He's being, yeah, I mean, he's selfish. He's being selfish, okay, yeah. fair.
1: Okay, and then- But and
0: then do we know at that point is um, her, have we found out that her fiance has died of tuberculosis or does she tell him right after she comes out of the closet?
1: No, no.
0: It's right around there.
1: Oh yeah, 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 I th- I think you're right because he feels bad. And yeah. he reads her one last note, but he actually hasn't written it. He's reading it. All that's, right. Black. He's just, that's right. He's just he's just winging it. And he then she want,
0: tells him. Yeah, he doesn't want her, who he's got this huge crush on. You see that scene with the butterflies in his stomach. Yeah. Um, to go to her fiance because then he will be completely alone. Well,
1: that's one of the funny parts about the Stephen Merchant. Yeah. <laughs> when he's looking at and then what is this? Die Nathan, die Nathan, yeah. hanging. <laughs> it's so good. But okay, so then they go downstairs, and by the time. They're about to head out the door. She, she knows he was lying now. Now she knows. I, she I wouldn't so. have even gone outside. Like she gets yeah. it, I think. She, I think by that, I don't know what triggered it, but she kind of figured it out.
0: Well, I think Jojo is, has never been sneaky. You know, like he's yeah. writing her these letters from her fiance, Nathan, which are clearly written by Jojo. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: the whole time, even before you know that uh, Nathan has, has died, um, everyone is on board with the fact that Jojo is writing these letters from Nathan yeah um so i think she can see right through him
1: okay yeah it didn't take long maybe for one second she thought the germans won but i don't think it took long
0: yeah once he once he says you can come out actually i have a surprise for you or whatever you know i think that at that point she's like okay yeah things are gonna be okay
1: i love that he said in one of the later in one of the letters that nathan has gotten fat
0: yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah because
1: who among us hasn't broke up with a significant other and sort of wished, you know, a little bit of ill will, potentially a yeah. few pounds on them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, so that's, <laughs> I, I found that to be very funny. Um, I have a couple questions for you. Okay. So I know we both liked in 2019, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Jojo mm-hmm. Rabbit. Mm-hmm. What do you think was the better movie?
0: I think Once Upon a Time was better. I will watch that more and I think I enjoyed it more. But I think JoJo is a more important movie. It says more, it is more instructive, it has like more of a perspective. But I think from just like, I'm gonna sit down, I'm gonna watch a movie, I think I'll probably watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood more times.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. It's tough, I've watched JoJo more. I think I've watched Once Upon a Time twice and I've watched Mm -hmm. JoJo four times um maybe three times for once upon a time but um yeah i love them both um i think that you know once upon a time has a historical fiction piece to it at the end which is cool and fun but it's not it doesn't say what this movie says Mm -hmm. it doesn't give you the uh really deep uh take on propaganda and on Nazi Germany and really racism as a whole. Uh, It's just a really fun and entertaining movie. I find it to be. Um, And yet I find Jojo Rabbit to be terribly entertaining as well. So I think I lean a little more toward, toward Jojo, but I will buy, I will watch both movies for many years to come.
0: Yeah. I think the only way I think that I will watch Jojo more is if uh, Waititi ends up having a career writing wise that's similar to tarantino and then this will become his reservoir dogs which i watched more than either of these movies those movies yeah where it's like you go back to see kind of like the original scroll of ytd where he's like this is where the legend of this director this writer was kind of born
1: yeah
0: um in which case i think he i will probably watch it a ton of times Um, here's the the segue here's the segue
1: right so so tarantino so the movie that you have to talk about when talking about this movie is the Tarantino movie, which is *Inglorious Bastards*, which is also a satire about Nazi Germany. Um, also involves historical fiction like *Once Upon a Time*. Uh, so, comparing *Inglorious Bastards* to this movie—better, worse, different—what are you? What are your thoughts?
0: Um, I mean, I think *Inglorious* is one of my top five. I love that movie, but I think it's very similar—a similar sort of take. Where, like, I think that's better. I'm more entertained by *Inglorious Bastards*. Um, but I don't think it's nearly as powerful or nearly as important as Jojo rabbit. That movie, this movie really says something and it says it uh, clearly and concisely, but without being overhanded. Like if you watch this movie and don't get the message, you probably didn't watch the movie very closely at all. Um, yeah. You, you really get something out of it, which is, is not really why I go to Tarantino movies, but um, he does try to say things here and there, but they're not, as interesting or as poignant or as like heartfelt, I think, as um, Jojo.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I love Inglorious as well. Um, I think that probably Jojo is going to be enjoyed by way more people. Uh, It's going to appeal to a much wider audience than Inglorious would, because I think it's just way cuter. (laughs) Mm. So there's just people that just aren't going to respond to some of the tense um scenes and some of the violence in Inglorious that um that you just don't have in JoJo um so but that's not that doesn't make it better or worse um i just think maybe it again a little bit more appealing um
0: i kind of disagree with that actually i think really? more people will watch and enjoy Inglorious and i think it's for the sole reason that like Inglorious has so much star power like this movie is yeah. great it's wonderful but the only like real massive star is Scarlett Johansson. And she's not the lead. She's a supporting actress. Um, while like Inglorious has, it has the Tarantino name behind it. It has Brad Pitt um, and- Christoph Waltz. Yeah, Christoph Waltz, who did great. It's like, that is like a, an, a force unto itself. Um, well,
1: and Tarantino in that movie does what he does in a lot of movies, which is he, he loves the movie star. Yeah. He loves the movie star. So if he's going to have a movie star, he's going to he's going to play that up, you know, and he, and Brad Pitt plays, you know, it's a movie star role, whereas there's movie stars in Jojo as well uh, Sam Rockwell and Scarlett Johansson, but they, they just play their role. You know, they're they're not um, they're not put on a pedestal necessarily like Brad Pitt is in Once Upon a Time or something yeah. like that, you know. Uh, so, yeah, it's just different. But OK, what about do you think? jojo rabbit made any references to inglorious bastards uh the clear predecessor to to this film in a way uh because it's the only other you know satire about nazi germany well i'm sure it's not the only one but it's it's the two big american ones that we can think of
0: yeah i mean i think the very clear and obvious one we're stepping on best lines but that's okay. okay um when they're talking about when the two kids jojo and elsa are talking about the situation they're in uh and he says, "So we are in a Mexican stalemate." And she says, "No, it's just a regular stalemate." <laughs> I think. I mean, that's basically Which the same is, yeah, that's, that's as in, in *The Glorious Bastards*.
1: Yeah, that's in the basement. That's yeah. in the basement where, where what's it, what's Brad Pitt's name?
0: Aldo Rain.
1: Yeah, Aldo is 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 yelling with the the only guy left standing, and they're talking. Yeah, they got the stalemate going. Yeah, yeah great, great, love it. He, okay, sorry, I didn't mean to step on you. Go. That's uh, all right. Next that's category. all right. Next category. All right.
0: Uh, this category is losers. And I only have one. I don't understand how Elsa has so many outfits for basically living in a cupboard. That's it. That's <laughs> the only know, thing.
1: I didn't notice that.
0: She changes. I mean, she's in a different outfit for every single scene. And I was like, there just can't be that much room. I'm not saying that she shouldn't have these outfits. I'm just saying it doesn't seem practical that yeah. she would be keeping these outfits anywhere in the cupboard. That's only. Uh, I mean, it's like a little coffin. It's kind of like a little bunker there. She's not. Yeah. a ton of room.
1: I'm with you. I didn't notice that, but I'll, I'll give it to you. Um, okay. It's hard. i'm I'm so positive about this movie. Uh, other than that scene, the the very last scene that had me just a hair confused on when did she know? you know, that kind of thing, and did he have to do that? There was no other moment that i I really questioned. oh, i had i I questioned Rebel Wilson's character a little bit, not that I thought she did a bad job, but i've it's like there's little hints that she's like on Sam Rockwell's side. I was mentioning to you, she's she's stretching out JoJo uh, very violently, trying to fix his leg, and she mentions, you know, that she recommended he stay out of school for another month, which I thought was kind of a good guy thing to do because it kept him in Sam Rockwell's um, uh, care, and, and we knew he was good but then she seems very into Germany and even at the very end is killing people and is mm-hmm. telling Jojo to put his green jacket on uh, his Nazi jacket. So I, I, guess, I guess she's not good. I just, she was confusing a couple times to me.
0: Yeah. That I ha- didn't think that when I watched it, but when you brought that up, I was like, I could see where you're coming from. Yeah. Um, I think she's a hundred percent on board from the, from the jump. With the First Nazis. time we see her. Yeah. yeah. Uh, with the, cause I mean, right off the bat, the first thing she says is, like I have had eighteen kids for Germany, and she points at her body. Um, yeah, uh, which I th- thought was, she's a hundred percent. Like she's uh, almost proliferating her own propaganda at this point.
1: Okay. Okay. Fair. Yeah. But but that's my. I, I'm saying loser only because I was confused. Yeah. I think she's great.
0: Yeah, I think that's that's a fine critique. Um, all right. On to. I think we're gonna be quick on this one, but the GM category. If you could recast any of these roles, um who would you do and would you, I guess. And I, I don't think you can change Rebel Wilson. I don't think you could change Scarlett Johansson. She's awesome. The only person I think is Sam Rockwell, because I think a number of actors could have crushed that role because like, ultimately he's only in three or four scenes, four or five scenes maybe. Um, I thought someone like Owen Wilson, Edward Norton, Casey Affleck, and then Philip Seymour Hoffman is, rest in peace, is the ones I wrote down where they could, Ride that line between like the absurdity of the character, the gay, apathetic Nazi commander, while still having like that little bit of um, seriousness, being really dry about it.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. I-, I think that he plays this role in a somewhat similar way to how he played the role in Three Billboards. mm. Uh, but in three billboards, I didn't like the way he played that role. I didn't. I, it just didn't seem believable to me, for, for a small town. It just, I just didn't like it so much. But here, it's perfect. So it's yeah. hard for me to imagine him being replaced. Um, like in any movie, you'd love to see the best actors possible in every single role. Like I was saying, I'm so glad they um, cast Scarlett Johansson. So I'm trying to think of a role that could have had an even you know a really really great actor i mean there wasn't that many other prominent roles in the film um yeah and
0: you know, no, we're that, not going to do this with like kids i don't know other 10 year old actors
1: no here. that, that, that <laughs> the the teenager that's sort of the camp leader was you know he probably could have been a better actor but i, I yeah i don't have my, many critiques i'm always it's always tough for me because once i see the movie it's just so impossible to yeah. imagine um um someone else and there's no way i can't imagine a person on the face of the earth that could that could do hitler as well as uh, no. did him. No, no, no. I mean that was just so when he's <laughs> this should be in best lines but when he's in the kitchen with Jojo and they're look and they're looking through the window at Scarlett Johansson and he's an imaginary character obviously yeah. so he can't you know she can't hear him and he says what are you doing and, <laughs> and Jojo says she can't hear you and then he yells it louder what are you doing yeah. <laughs> oh man it's so good the way he does yeah. it is so good
0: he's great um i guess i mean like the if you're really calling in all your favors busting out the wallet book i guess maybe leo could have done it he's been kind of like that leo could have done hitler leo could have done hitler when he's really emotional and yeah he can go go big he can go big yeah very similar i guess to like not necessarily very similar but speaking of tarantino like in django where he's this like over the top villain basically yeah um but no i thought taika watiti was awesome that was he was fantastic um I don't know there should be like an Oscar for somebody who's only in the movie for like 12 minutes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's really good.
0: Yeah. All right. Um on to the lines category. I got I got a few. Do you have any?
1: Well, let me I'm going to get my plug here. Uh do I have any lines? Um uh, Best
0: lines, yeah. I didn't
1: write them down, but I've watched it so much and I just watched it so I could probably come up with a couple. I love almost every line that Yorkie utters. Mm-hmm. So particularly having to do with the absurdity of propaganda, uh, even though he's doing it in such a simple way. Um, God, I wish I would have written it down. But yeah, some he's because now, again, this is proving the absurdity, but they've moved on to hating the Russians now by the mm-hmm. end because the Russians are, are kind of the ones finishing them off. And it was something to do with sleeping with our dogs that he said. Oh, yeah. Which was yeah. very, very funny. Um, I thought... Several of the Hitler lines are very funny. The the reverse psychology mm-hmm. where Jojo says, like reverse psychology and, and he says something to the effect of No no no. Just he doesn't yeah. uh, what does he say there? He um, says no
0: no no and then he defines the reverse psychology. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah.
1: Because he doesn't know what it means, which is so yeah. like it's so funny. Um, I'll I'll go with um I'll go with Yorkie's line where he says, I didn't see what all the fuss was about.
0: Yeah, that was really. I mean, that's good. a
1: microcosm of what the movie is all about.
0: Mm-hmm. That one was really good. Um, I got a few more. Uh, early in the movie, Yorkie walks in on um, Jojo talking to his imaginary friend Hitler, and he says, "What were you to, or who who are you talking to? I thought you were crying." And he says, "Are you a teardrop specialist?" And <laughs> Yorkie says, "No." And Jojo says, "Case closed."
1: Yes, very good. Yeah. Very good.
0: Um. Scarlett Johansson and jo- none of these. There weren't really any monologues, but all, like all these interactions were really good. Yeah. Um, Jojo says in reference to the first time they see the people hanging in the square, what did they do? Scarlett Johansson says, "What they could."
1: Yes, yeah, powerful.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. There's a good interaction between uh, Scarlett Johansson and Elsa where Elsa says, perhaps we're all ghosts now. And then she says, perhaps you've lived more lifetimes than most. And she says, I haven't lived at all. Yeah, I thought that was good. And then they talk about sort of the way that um, Elsa wins against the Nazis is just by staying alive every single day and just yep. not letting um, anyone sort of erase her or the people like her from the earth. Yep. Um, at one point near the end, Hitler says, you're 10, Jojo, start acting like it. which I thought was like almost another microcosm of the movie too, is like, this kid is way too young to be indoctrinated into this. Um, And he should be able to just be a kid. Then the the Mexican stalemate versus the regular stalemate. uh, That one was really good. And then there's one interaction between Elsa and Jojo that I thought was great. She says, at the beginning, Jews were living in caves, all with, with one thing in common. Jojo says, stealing the ends of penises? She says, no, you idiot, the love of art. She says, no. And he says, no, cutting penises off. She says, do you want the story or not? And he says, you can continue, but I know it's the penis thing. Rabbis use them for earplugs.
1: (laughs) That's what makes it so great because again, they're just highlighting the absurdity of it, you know, Um, that these types of things were actually taught and said. Yeah. um it's it's unbelievable okay i have one more and again i'm gonna botch it because i didn't write it down i should have. i should remember that we do the lines thing but hopefully if you're watching and you can remember the line it'll just it'll just uh enter your head it's whatever sam rockwell says when they're at the pool and speaking of being oh, apathetic yeah. Yeah. and they're like why are you at the pool <laughs> and he's like he says something to the effect of in case we we're ever um in case we're ever in a battle in a swimming pool or something, you know, whatever yeah. <laughs> it is. And it was just a great line. It was just a great line. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Then there's another one. He um reprimands his uh his boyfriend. He says, I was look I wanted you to bring in dogs in case they invade the city. You brought me German shepherds, and then the camera pans over and it's literal shepherds. Yeah. Um there. Th- that, that was one. almost
1: like over the top for me. Yeah. <laughs> but but it was funny. It was funny. It was the one it was the one joke where I was like, okay, I mean that's not, you know, but, but it was yeah. fun. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and then, uh, the last one that I had the, the winner for me, um, Elsa says, you're not a Nazi Jojo. And he says, um, I'm massively into swastikas. So that's a pretty good sign.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's really good.
0: Yeah. That's he delivers cool. it so dryly and like, he actually is into swastikas. So
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. He says, agree to disagree.
0: Agree to disagree. Well, <laughs> so that's a pretty good sign.
1: Yeah, well, the only other one I'll say is it's it's basically the same conversation that you talked about um, when he talks about are you a teardrop teardrop specialist, which was a callback to the conversation they had in the tent when they were lying down next to one another in their tent, uh, getting ready for bed, and Jojo says that Hitler's his best friend, and Yorkie says, "I I thought I was your best friend, and he says, well, unless you're Hitler in a little fat boy's body. First place is reserved for the führer. Yeah, <laughs> and then and then Jorgie goes. I guess I'm just a little fat boy in a little fat boy's body. Yeah, <laughs> which I thought was funny. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, that's all I got for lines. What uh, what else? I what do we miss on this? Uh, uh,
1: no, I I don't I didn't prep for lines. So like I said, I I go with that one I said at the beginning. Uh, I didn't see what all the fuss was about.
0: Yeah. um Before we wrap up, though, what did we miss just generally? Oh, just generally.
1: Well, well, we talked about Once Upon a Time. Did you think JoJo should have had more um, love for a possible win in the best picture category? It didn't feel like it had a lot of momentum. It felt like I was in there, but it was really um, Once Upon a Time versus, um, what was the one that won?
0: Well, it was actually neither. Those were both massive underdogs. The one that was the favorite was 1917.
1: That's right okay mm-hmm. yeah yeah but then, then the parasite
0: that... won. parasite
1: won, yeah i don't have a lot to add there because i didn't. to be honest with you i didn't watch parasite or 1917 uh but i just thought as much as i love jojo i would have loved to have seen it get a little more uh love for that award
0: yeah and i think that's yeah i mean i didn't see 1917 i thought parasite was there is i've never seen i guess a movie that's um sort of as sort of like it, there are movies, there's like analogs to, I guess, Jojo. Maybe not in terms of like um, German World War II satire, but like it's sort of in the ilk of a Coen Brothers movie. It's in the ilk of a Tarantino movie yeah. in certain ways. Um, while Parasite was truly, I think, unique in that actual sense of the word.
1: Yeah. Um, oh, okay, two, th- two things. Uh, number one, a quick line that I uh, missed. This was m- one of my favorite Stephen Merchant lines. When he says, I wish more young boys had your blind fanaticism. Yeah. (laughs) Which is such a great line, blind fanaticism, because that's what they're going for. Um, Yeah. That was great. Um, Jen mentioned, my wife mentioned that, um, you know, Scarlett Johansson is is eventually, of course, as you mentioned, hung in the the town Mm -hmm. square for being, uh, for, for resisting. And, you know, all you see is her feet, which you also mentioned you actually see her feet and her shoes a lot throughout the movie before that. So it's almost prepping you for, for that moment. um,
0: Just. There's two things with that. One, you have to see your feet so that you know the shoes. Correct. And, and two, it's a symbol of, of Jojo maturing because he can't tie his own shoes. Yeah. Uh, But then he, he does tie, I think he ties her shoes um, when she's on the, no, she (laughs) ties, he ties a, I think he uh, tries
1: Elsa's to shoes. tie her shoes. I think he tries to tie Scarlett Joh- Johansson's shoes, but I think he still fails. Um, but then later he ties, would you say Elsa's shoes?
0: I think Elsa's shoes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. Sho- That's a big deal. And I think you're right. I think all they're saying there is it's a little kid. Yeah. It's a little kid, man. I can't even tie his shoes, you know, yeah. and he's supposed to, you know, be a Nazi and hate and hate people. You know, it's uh, yeah, it's crazy. Um, what else did I have written in my notes? Um, do 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 um my parents don't come back oh uh, this was a, a powerful line when elsa says my parents went to a place you don't come back from yeah yeah brutal uh that's at the window that's mm-hmm. uh jojo and her at the window after after his mother has died and she's trying to comfort him and so they're mm-hmm. talking about their parents um god we're getting negative or deep here at the end uh um these are most of my my thoughts. Um, where did you see this the first time? Theater or no? No, I was it in Orlando. Oh, that was your first time seeing
0: it? That was my first time seeing it. Okay, the I had,
1: that times. was my second time. Yeah, I had seen it on a plane. Mm. I love watching movies on planes because you're just yeah. so into it, so locked in. There's nothing else going on.
0: And um, this is one of the few really good plane movies where it's like, this is both a very high quality movie and... Um, is a movie that's easy to watch on a plane where there are distractions and you can, you're not going to have to be like, it's not so serious that it really like breaks you out of this world. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I get it. I mean, it just depends on the mood you're in on, on the plane for sure. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's even though we've talked about its depth, it's also very entertaining. So yeah. it, it, it's, it's like the easiest deep movie to watch you could ever have.
0: For sure. Yeah.
1: That's, that's how I would describe it. What's your, what's your, what's your final like nutshell version elevator pitch kind of thing to somebody to watch it? We did this at the top two, but now that we've gone through the whole thing.
0: I would say the, just the smartness of it. Be like, look, this movie is really, really smart, but not, it's not pedantic. It's not beating you. Like it's not speaking down to you. It's just a movie about like empathy and about really like two sort of central questions. Like it distinguishes between the liars and the lied to really well. Um, The liars being like the Nazis and the lied to being in this case, Yorkie and Jojo, these kids who are just falling for this like German bullshit at the time, you know? And then it really sort of discusses like the two contrasting views of like strength and manliness. Like the prevailing view for most of it is violence and strength and um, actual like physical, being a brute, as opposed to love and empathy and looking out for the people that you care about. Um, So I think just the deftness at which it sort of handles both those conversations that are usually bungled um, is almost like, it's hard to think of other movies that handle those two things so deftly.
1: Yeah, I agree with all that. And I just think that if you're concerned about the subject matter, I think they handle it in a, a, in a really creative way and in a way that is absolutely not offensive. Um, And in fact, um, I, I, you know, I think it more fits into uh, uh, the category with, with movies about um, Nazi Germany that are, you know, are are like Schindler's list, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, um, that are, that are super powerful and and really meaningful. And um, I, I don't think they're, taking the subject matter and taking advantage of it. I think that taking the subject matter and looking at it in a way that makes you think and that maybe you haven't thought about before. So I think it's great.
0: I got a question for you before we go also, as a parent, what age would you show your daughter this movie? Oh yeah,
1: we have not watched uh, Jojo Rabbit uh, with with Addison. Uh, I'd say maybe 12 or 13, 12 I guess. Because the, the fact of the matter is I don't quite think those actors were 10 when they made the movie. I think they were closer to 12. They were just kind of small. Um, maybe Yorkie was a little younger. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I think 12, that's just a, off the top of my head, but she's nine now. It could be, it could be different. It could be 10, you know, as yeah. they grow so fast, you don't realize you look back a year and you're like, Oh my gosh, you know, I would have never shown her this a year ago. So, uh, and gosh with uh, with everything going on she's seen a lot and we've had to talk to her about a lot so maybe she's closer to ready than i think i don't know
0: yeah because it's not violent it's it's not crass in any way no but they there does need to be like a certain level of understanding to have the meaningful conversations that the film wants to have
1: yeah and i think if you watch it you 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 better be ready to explain it Mm -hmm. because the things that are obvious to us aren't going to be obvious to them these these jokes about uh, propaganda are going to fly right over their heads. So you've got to explain why those are not only funny, but why they're absurd, uh, yeah. you know, and, and, uh, and why, why in fact what the people they are actually making fun of are the people that are saying the propaganda. And so you, you might have to do a little bit of explaining, but yeah, you, you know, I don't think you got, I don't think you'd have to wait too long because it's not, uh, it's not terribly violent. And even the death scene, though very powerful is, is not gory.
0: Mhm. well ben this has been fun this is a great movie i was glad we did this one i was looking for, i just love this film it's really good um yeah this was a lot of fun thank you for doing this okay get it out there thanks all right that's it for this episode we've been brought to you by sidious mag this podcast is produced by chris chavez the artwork is by kyle klasinski music is from future islands all right thanks for listening guys